Hello, this is Manny, and you're listening to Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad, the bilingual, multilingual Christmas podcast. How is everybody doing? Hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving. This episode today, I find it to be a very solid one, and it's going to be a three-part episode because I don't want to just have an ongoing episode with a lot of things, and I am going to be uploading it today. And two days, I'm going to upload the second part. And in two more days, I'm going to upload the third part. And what do we have here? We have three different guest hosts. We have Glenn from Seasons Eatings Podcast. Todd from Christmas Clatter Podcast. And Chris from Christmas Time in the City Podcast. He's been here before. So I know you remember him. His episode has a lot of downloads. And, well, basically, it's going to be a very special pay it forward with Glenn. And then the other segment with Todd, it's supposed to be Santa's helper. But it turned into a pay it forward segment as well. And then we're going to have the segment with Chris which that one, it's very cheerful and it's funny and it was very improvised. And also with the episode, with Chris's episode, I will also be uploading the interview from Bottoms Christmas Tree Farm. So today is Monday. So let's say by Friday, you're going to have all three parts of this Monday, November 30th. So this was supposed to come out before Thanksgiving, but it turned out to be longer than I thought. So just enjoy it. Give me the feedback. And right now, yep, just right now, in the next few seconds, we're going to be talking with Glenn from Seasons Eatings Podcast. All right, we're back, and we have Glenn from Seasons Eatings Podcast. Hey, Glenn, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I know. Thank you for being on. That's it's it's my pleasure having another veteran from the podcast Christmas podcast world <laughs> <laughs> on the show. And our segment today is going to be pay it forward. And I'm gonna st I'm gonna start out by sharing a quote that I shared with Glenn right before we started recording. And this is something that was not planned, and I'm gonna keep it short because I want to hear Glenn's, and then we're going to, on the air, improvise how we could, you know, pay it forward and give a pay it forward and motivate people to pay it forward, especially on the holidays. So, like everybody knows, because I think I said on every episode, I, I moved into a new house. One of the things that I wanted to do was put up a fence. But at first, there were no neighbors. And then when they moved in, I didn't, I didn't talk to them. I didn't know how to break it to them. Because when you move into a new house, the last thing you want is a neighbor knocking on your door to see if you want to split the cost of a fence. When you move into a house, it's expensive. So I don't know where one of my neighbors uh, puts up a fence, the largest fence in the whole neighborhood. I knock on her door and I offer to split my side with her since I originally wanted to do a fence. And she said, no, she said that she, it was okay, that it was fine. Just if she needed anything, she'll knock on my door and then that was it. That was awesome. So a few days later, I get a message on Facebook um, in my community page 
from the other neighbor on the other side to see if they could hook on to my fence since I already put up my fence. And well, obviously this is a small scenario. Not all the pay for are going to work like that, but my, one of my neighbors just said, no, just hook onto her fence. So I did the same thing and I hooked onto their fence. Most of the times pay it forward. It's not going to work just so obvious. Sometimes we have to start it out from somewhere. Like I've said before, a smile to start a pay it forward throughout the day. You don't know what the other person is, is going through. And for me, that was, that was a chance just to pay it forward. You know, as simple as that. But like I said, the, 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 the signs are never going to be that obvious, but that's, that's just an example that, that it's possible with the biggest or the tiniest things. How about you, Glenn? Yeah, I think you also have to be the catalyst. You can't wait for a sign, like you said, or you can't wait for someone to say something. You have to be the action. So um, because of Christmas uh, all the time, you see these commercials that make you feel, give you all the feels, make you like neighbors helping neighbors, um, you know, people doing nice things for everybody, communities doing nice things for other communities, businesses doing nice things for other businesses. And yes, it's there to sell product. Yes, it's there to promote the business, to get you to come in and buy more stuff. But there's also that other side of the coin where it actually shows you the good in people and actually shows you how or gives you opportunities to do good in your life. And that's one of the things I've always been um, taught to do, to look for, um, it's funny because I saw this term today and it's, it's, a, it's a weird term, but it's, they call it a God wink. It's basically, <laughs> you know, God saying, hello, here's, a, here's an opportunity for you. You know, you can take it if you want, but you know, it's, it's up to you. So ever since every Christmas, I've always tried to pay it forward in some sort of way, um, be it like a small gesture of buying someone a coffee or, you know, helping out with um, a charity or a family that hasn't got uh, as, as well off as I am. Um, so it all started, God, years and years ago. I must have been probably in my twenties and I was working for a company that had a huge sort of company Christmas party every year. And they had, you know, raffle tickets and they gave away prizes to the employees and all this stuff in a big dinner, which was great. Um, very, very generous company. But one of the prizes that um, was available was a hockey set, basically a goalie set with pads and a mitt and a hockey stick and the neat, you know, the neat, the shin pads that you, that goalies wear. And I wanted it not for myself or for my, for my uh, nieces or nephews, but I wanted it because I knew there was a family that I had had been in contact with whose son was very sick. And that was all he wanted was a new hockey uh, goalie set for Christmas. And I didn't win it. I actually, one of my coworkers won it. And after she won it, uh, I went to her and asked, you know, would you be willing to give me the hockey set? And after a little hemming and hawing, she actually sold it to me for a lot less than what it was worth, but at least she sold it. And so I had the opportunity to give this family um, a week and a half or two weeks before Christmas, this gift of the hockey set 
for their kid. And the expression on the mom's face was just pure joy. And that's all that matters to me is just having that moment of pure joy that she knows that there's one thing that she doesn't have to worry about. And, you know, the kid will have at least one happy memory uh, for that Christmas. And so throughout my life, I've always tried to uh, give back as much as I can uh, as whenever I can. So during the holidays, I either um, sponsor uh, a charity, uh, give to a food bank or a church, or um, a couple years ago in our local pharmacy, they had a Christmas tree that had little pieces of paper that would sponsor a senior in the local, in the uh, community center. And most of the time, it's not anything extravagant, like a senior wants a new uh, shampoo set or bath, a bathrobe or slippers or something. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big gift. It has to be something that is coming from the heart. And so I think that's one of the things about paying it forward. You don't, everyone wants to do it and make themselves feel good. They want to be altruistic. They want to know uh, they're doing some good in the world, but you don't do it because you have to do it. You do it because you want to do it. You know, that's, that's one of the tenets that I go by. I have an experience. Uh, this was 2015. We were doing a group exercise and we heard that previous groups would go and collect money and buy canned goods or go to a uh, supermarket parking lot and see what people would donate from, from their baskets just to take to the homeless shelters. It was, just, it was something that we, we couldn't buy with our own money because it's easy. You buy it and you take it. It's just trying to get everybody involved. And while we did get extravagant answers like, oh, I, wouldn't, I need it more than they do. Oh, you should be giving me stuff. And it, it's funny because you see people like in brand new cars with all this stuff and maybe they'll get the message on the way home and later they'll, you know, they'll realize what, what's actually going on. We were running out of time. It was on a Sunday. So the shelter, one on Sundays, it wasn't open for visitors. That's the day that they do all their cleanup and get everything ready for, for the week. And they're like, what are we going to do? We can't go and cook for them. It's, we don't have enough money to go and buy, you know, the type of food that they wanted to buy. I'm like, there's a little Caesars right there. Why would you take pizza to them? People ask. I'm like, why wouldn't you take pizza to them? <laughs> like it's pizza. And with the money we have, we could buy three times the food and I don't mind eating cold pizza. I'm sure as hell, you know, they're not going to mind. So we went over there with a bunch of bags and canned goods. We, I mean, we collected between all of us more than we thought in that short amount of time. But when we started out taking pizza out from three different cars in the trunks, their eyes just lit up. And, these, and like, I don't know over there where you're at, but over here, the Little Caesars pizza, they're $5 for yeah. a pie. It's, it's cheap pizza. Yeah. And the, the, like their reaction, they were like kids on Christmas. I don't remember. I mean, it was probably between August and September, but they were just like little kids in, on Christmas. And some of the people, they were like, well, why do they get so excited? It's just cheap pizza because pizza, pizza's happy food. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And they'll, they'll get they'll get food made but it's bulk food it's not the highest quality because they like 
this comes from donations and from volunteering and stuff like that. So there's not always going to be the highest quality of food. But when you bring hot pizzas directly to them, and even that little Caesars didn't want to charge us for mm. like all those pizzas. They just charged us a percentage that they said it'll take care of the boxes and the materials made just because we wanted them to charge us. I'm like, no, no, we like, we already got our donations. They're like, no, but this is our part. And just seeing their expressions, their body language. And some of them even cried. I'm like, it's pizza. And yeah. some of the people that didn't understand before they started getting the hang of it. And one of them's like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I could give you a hug. And I'm like, so give me a hug. <laughs> and then no, no, but then, then I'll get you dirty. Then I'm like, then I'll clean myself. I mean, I have to clean myself anyway, so at the end of the night, I mean, why not? And everybody was just giving hugs, and they were happy and everything. And I know we didn't leave enough food over there for that much longer, but I've taken that with me. It's, and I don't like to share my paid forwards like that, but it's just, yeah. it's just examples for people to get motivated. Because it's, it's the thing I always say, a smile could save a life. A smile could change somebody's day. Yeah, and you're, and you're not just giving them pizza. You're giving them respect. You're giving them dignity. You're giving them, um, you know, a chance to be human. <laughs> you know, you're recognizing them. I mean, it's, there's a one, it's cheesy, but it's true. Um, Oprah on her show, back when she had her talk show, she just, she just said, people just want to be heard. You know, and that and that moment they were hurt. You even with you know, like you said, it was just pizza, but not to them. <laughs> no, one of the one of the things that I always I wonder about why were people homeless if there were so many jobs out there and as I grew up and matured a little, I mean it's not that I matured that much, but I matured enough to understand that you can't get a job if you can't have an address. Yeah. And it's it's as simple as that, and it's so hard getting an address without having a job. It's not that many people willing to deposit that trust in you so you can yeah. move, move ahead. And if somebody, yeah. if somebody hears this and you have a chance to, you know, at least let somebody use your address or a bot so they could get their, their correspondence just so they could have a job, that's as far as you could go. You don't have to get somebody that you don't know in your house. You don't have to give them your address. You could just, a post, a post office bot is like, what, $20 a year. Yeah. And I'm more than willing to, if I know about somebody, just so they could have an address, so they uh, so they could receive their letters. I mean, that's that's an idea. That's another thing. If you don't have an address, you can't even get a bank account. They need something to mail these statements to, or to you know somewhere. If you, heaven forbid, renege on your your bills, they need somewhere to contact you. So it's more than just you know not having a job. You can't you can't be a citizen. You can't be productive. You can't save money. You know, so it's 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 a vicious cycle, and we could get all political, and um, <laughs> but this is not the podcast for that. <laughs> and like you, I don't really tout about my 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 um, pay it forward moments because it's not about me; it's about the moment. You know, um, there are a couple others that I've done. Um, about five years ago, I con I was contacted by a charity, or I contacted a charity, I should say, and they gave out Christmas dinners to families. And they they you know they give you a ballpark of what you should spend. They basically want you to buy a Christmas dinner. They want you to buy the turkey. They want you to buy 
the, the stuffing, the, the fixings, all the sides, and give it to the family. And these are families that have little to no extra income. They're, they're um, constantly being supported by charities and churches because they just, they can't get that extra leg up for some reason or another, right? So I was sponsored five families and I ended up bringing them, you know, the, all, anything I could get my hands on. I, could, I, I even raided my own cupboard. So I got cans of vegetables, stuffing mix, turkey, um, a couple other extra things. So she, they like pancake mix so they could have breakfast in the morning and, you know, uh, you know, other stuff like that. Cranberry sauce, do all the traditional, you know, Christmas morning meals and stuff like that. And I go into the houses and unfortunately it's, it's, it's saddening because you walk into the house and all you see is you know, one small tree, Christmas tree in the corner of the house, maybe a string of lights on the window and like a battered up couch and a table in the corner. And, you know, everything is kind of haphazardly strung around the room. And you know, it's not because they, they want it to look like that. It's all they have. And they try to make it the best they can. And it's heartbreaking because I'm only doing this small little thing out of my, you know, taking a half a day to get all these groceries and deliver it to them. And this is possibly the best time of their week because they have groceries. They have enough groceries to last them two or three days because they can have a turkey and leftovers. So, <laughs> so I, I don't want to get emotional because it's not about me, as I said before. It's always about the moment and the, the why, why you have to pay forward for me. For me, it makes me um, know that I'm helping someone and possibly giving them a little bit of dignity and respect that they may not get from someone else. Yeah, I mean, and the, the reason why... I brought up the segment. The reason why we're sharing this is again to inspire. We could go on for hours because while you're while you're telling your story, you're telling your your stuff. I'm getting all the all these uh, flashbacks, and we could go exchange stories here, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but I'm gonna go on a simple route. Here, I live in Georgia. And the Atlanta area. Now I live more uh, northern um, part of Atlanta, or a little bit north of Atlanta. And this is the worst traffic probably in the United States, or one <laughs> of the top three worst traffic in the United States. The yield signs—they could say whatever. There, people are not going to yield. But I've lived other places that everybody yields. So even if I'm in a hurry, thirty seconds are not going to be that much so i yield and you could see the expressions the sur the surprise in people's faces when you let them go by and i do it over and over and over yesterday i did it and the other guy he was so surprised like he slammed his brakes and he looked at me and he smiles and then he just practically begged me to go even though <laughs> yeah. he, he, even though he was already almost in front of me 
but you could see the expression and these this is how you start to pay it forward in the morning during rush hours let somebody go through instead of honking the horn just wave at somebody yeah. somebody's gonna cross the street you don't have to go you know pull your car all the way in front because once that light changes it's gonna be a second or two difference of how fast you make it to work and you don't know how how many of us on in the morning we're not in the perfect mood to be driving and these little <laughs> gestures change our day it's 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 unbelievable because when i've been yielded like oh i could go ahead it changes my mindset yeah. I could be cranky in a bad mood. I could have been honking at the light because the light was about to turn red and the guy didn't move, but just a smile. So you let somebody go by that type of stuff. You could start to pay it forward. You could smile at somebody in the morning and this, and this person could just create a chain reaction at the end of the day or halfway through the day. One of the people's he, he paid it forward to just like you said, with a cup of coffee. Cause I've heard yeah. about this so many times I was explaining to my coworkers, why I have this segment and one of one of uh, my coworkers, he was like, yeah, it wasn't too long ago. I was to Starbucks and somebody out of nowhere just bought the coffee for me. And then when I said the words pay it forward, he's like, then I realized there's a name for that. And I'm like, yeah, there's a name for the action. There's actually a movie, which is what I recommend always somebody to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. So they could get a, you know, a better idea, but a smile. Like I, I'll start with a smile. You don't have to, a lot of people would think, oh, then I have to go buy something and go out. No, man. No. It doesn't take that much effort. A smile. Yeah, holding the door for somebody. Yes. Yeah, something small. You don't have to be big. You know, I mean, like you said, just, and there was a book out a few years ago that was called Don't Sweat, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And like you said, if you're ticked off that someone's, stopping five seconds before you or you know the lineup for your for your groceries is taking 30 seconds too long why is that such an important thing to you if you can take that time to step back and reflect and realize that it really doesn't matter in the long run (laughs) you know if you can be anything be kind That's the, that's the slogan for today. <laughs> and you know, I have, a, I have a bunch of little sayings in my living room wall and I yeah. actually have either that exact saying or something like that. I'm going to send that picture and actually I'm going to post it on, on our social medias. <laughs> but yeah, if you could be anything, just be kind. Yeah. It's, it's a whole world out there and it's not your job to change the world completely, but it's yours. It's my responsibility whatever's on our path just to change it to to the positive it's not monetary it's not it's not based on your background or whatever it's based on who you decide to be at that specific moment because you could be a christian going to church doing all this stuff but a lot of people do it so they could be seen yeah but there's a lot more people that they're christians they're not christians they believe in something they believe in something and something else that are creating uh, a more positive impact in the world than whatever I mean, the whatever's in in the Bible, in a book, or whatever others tell you. It's how you deal with the with the people in front of you, and this yeah. is something that I've learned throughout the years. Before I thought being in charge was a boss. No, <laughs> being, being in charge is just going ahead and taking people with you, building them up so they could be with you and look for people's strengths, build them up to 
because there's a lot of people that you're probably going to be their boss at the beginning and they're going to be a lot more talented than you are. And if yep. you build them up into that, you know, along the way, then they're going to find ways to show you how to do stuff and, and evolve. It's not turning your back on people because you feel threatened by their abilities. No, it's just, but maybe that person would get a better position than you and he came after you, but guess what? That person maybe with somebody else did not have that chance to succeed. And they were just stepped over and stepped over because they didn't want somebody going above them. Yeah. But by you doing that, you change the course of that person's family. You change the course of whatever the, the destiny had planned for them. You completely changed that because you built them up. You gave them the confidence. And this is, again, is it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of different ways of doing that. And even if somebody doesn't come to you and say, thank you, because sometimes I'll, I, I even say all I wanted was a thank you, but just, I don't have to receive a thank you anymore. As long as I feel that that person's just going to pay it forward and go do something else for somebody else holding a door. Yeah. When you're, um, in, well, right now you're not supposed to be in close and tight spaces, but, <laughs> but before, I mean, there were people ashamed of talking closely because they didn't know about their breath and they would ask yeah. for a piece of gum. You don't, that makes people so happy. Oh, you have gum. And then that person joins the conversation because they were just covering their mouth because they were unsure of whatever. These, yeah. these little things. And it's funny. And a lot of people might be like, why? What? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Little things change people's mindset. Like, and, it, like you said before, it doesn't even have to be monetary. There's a, there's a, I don't know, a Pinterest or Facebook thing that I saw. People would leave little notes in library books. So you'd find a note saying you're awesome or, you know, today you're the best person to find this note and all that stuff. It, like you don't have to spend money to do, to pay it forward. You could, um, you know, I, well, yes, it's a stamp, but I send a Christmas card to a random person that I don't know, you know, every year. Um, I pick a, 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 an address anywhere in the world and I send them a card saying, and you don't have to send it to me back. You don't have to acknowledge it. You just, if you want, send, send a card to someone else. <laughs> it's, 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 as, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And for example, there's a lot of parents that they have young kids. You might, you might have been raised in some way. But you have a chance to make a difference in the world by the way you raise your kids, by the way you teach them. And sometimes it's, it's not just teaching them. It's just showing them how to live. And, and by, I mean, by you doing that in your house, the same, it, it's, there's so many, there's so many examples. You could just create, create a, a chain reaction all the way through whatever values you teach your kids. That's what they're going to go out there and show them. Just like the bad stuff. When the kids are in school, the bad stuff rubs on them, but also the good, like your kids, good stuff could rub on somebody else. Yeah, and you're not by example. Yep. You're not always going to see it. But since I've been with this mindset, I feel it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my conscience is so weird because I'm like, oh no, like I, I completely avoid trying to do stuff, even though I know there it's not a bad thing or whatnot. But I just like I was I don't want the consequences to go with it. And I always think the worst thing that could happen, and even if it's that 1% chance of something bad happening and 99% of something good, if there's a bad chance of it happening, I will try to stay away from it. I'm right. human. I'll make the mistakes. 
<laughs> because I'm not going to say, oh, I'm Mr. Perfect. No, man. It's so many yeah. times that 1% comes back and kicks me in the butt. It's not, it's not, even, <laughs> funny. It's not even funny. But yeah. I, know that, I know the consequences. And, and, I, and I try to. And I will try to keep on with this segment for as long as I can. Even if I don't have any other topic, I would, with five minutes of pay it forward, just so somebody else could hear it. I'm I'm more than happy with that because I know we're gonna inspire a bunch of people, and I've seen my like my downloads go up so much this this week. I've been talking right. with Chris uh, with a C from Christmas Time in the City quite a bit, and I've been showing him my stats, and he's been sharing his past, and mine just went completely up. Nice. So instead of trying to promote a bunch of I guess toys or talk about movies. I want to share something positive. I mean, there's so many of us with podcasts out there with different messages. Mm-hmm. And like I've told the guys <laughs> in, in the discord, if you want to talk, if you want me to talk about a movie or anything, just invite me to your podcast and we'll talk about a movie all day. Cause <laughs> I am watching Christmas movies all year long, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, do, do more of the same. I mean, even sometimes it might seem corny. Sometimes people might not like the whole thing, but my, my purpose with this podcast is trying to get the feels back. I was born mid eighties and grew up through the nineties and that does not exist anymore. You know, on social media, there's so much toxicity. Right. And such cruelty. And I saw something, one of my cousins posted today It's called a bro checkpoint. And you're scrolling, it says the bro checkpoint, and then just wanted to make sure you're okay. Oh, and I just okay. leave a comment and then keep scrolling. And I was like, this is hilarious. But it, I mean, if you're feeling, if you're not feeling that good, you might just drop a comment there or just privately message the person. Yeah. But this type of thing, because I do share a bunch of funny stuff. Like if you go on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, that's not who I am. This is the crap that other people post that I find funny. So I share so somebody else will find it funny. Yeah. Just because I don't know whose personality is on Facebook anymore. So my personality is not there, but there's always going to be that little message that I'm going to post. Even either it's going to be an angry message or it's going to be a message looking for the feels like I'm, I'm always doing just to, and it gets to some people, some people might read it and, and ignore it because they know it's directly towards that directed towards them, even though I didn't direct it towards them, but yeah, they could identify with it. And if I could make it uh, the, a difference with a post, I would, I would do it. And if I had the key to change it all and just build a whole, a bunch of chain reactions all over the place, then I'll do it. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep on whatever I feel like it. Because if you think, oh, well, today I'm going to start this, it's not going to work because you're <laughs> planning on it. And these, these things are spontaneous. Obviously, I told my wife, I want to find a family or two. Yeah. At least for this week, that's Thanksgiving to get them a Thanksgiving dinner. But even if I don't find it by this week, just because we're new in the area, there's still Christmas. And if I oh, find yeah. it by Christmas and afterwards, because just because it's a holiday doesn't mean you have to eat just on the holiday. We eat every day. So, and if I could continue doing it, because I'm blessed because I could do it now, I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah. And if anybody has anybody or knows about anybody wants to share with us, you could always send us, you know, it doesn't, it could be private. It could be anonymous or whatever. Just if you want to make an impact and you can't do it yourself, I'll go out of my way. Just 
to put that little grain of sand in that beach just yeah and if you don't know what like what you can do you can talk to your community leaders talk to your community center talk to your faith leaders um there's always someone who needs help talk to your food bank i mean you don't need to volunteer you could like you said give the food bank some cans of food or a donation or even your local library sometimes they have volunteer opportunities for you know working mothers or um, seniors or anything like that so there's always something out there for someone and find your niche find what gives you joy find what you know find what makes you want to help people you know, you know, one thing for Christmas specifically, and I said it on my last episode, I don't know if I cut it out or not, that recording, I messed it up so many times, I don't know which version I uploaded, but it will be there. When you get your kids expensive gifts, please don't tell them it's from Santa. Yeah. Once you get a kid something real expensive and they have a, a friend at school and they ask for the same stuff and their parents don't have the same means you do, you're going to create a reverse uh, that re that chain reaction is going to go completely opposite because then yeah. the kid's going to say Santa doesn't love me or, or he's going to stop believing at a, in an early age. It's what I've always said. Santa Claus does not make PlayStation iPads or anything that's above, I guess, a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't you're, have you're, time for that. Exactly. <laughs> we, we fall, we've all seen the movies that they try to show us and, they make toys with their hands that you could play with that they'll yeah. last for a lot longer than an iPad, than a, than a Game Boy, than a Nintendo, than a lot of this stuff. So, and, th and that is, that is great to share with your kids because they'll say mommy and daddy got me this for Christmas, but Santa Claus got me this and Santa Claus might be. And even if you know about that other kid, you could get your kid and that kid, the same thing. If you know, they don't have the means, it's really hard sometimes to, to know this stuff, but you might get the feel. Just mm -hmm. so your, your kid and his friend could have the same stuff. And they go, oh, Santa brought me this. Oh, Santa brought me this too. And by that, you'll start something really positive and a positive outlook and these children. Because I'm going to tell you, I, there were kids that received bigger presents from Santa when I was little, and it made me feel weird. But yeah. then again, when I did get what I wanted and another kid didn't, even though it wasn't the most expensive gift in the world because it wasn't expensive, that they didn't, sh they didn't teach that in my house. There was somebody that wanted what I had. And then they, they couldn't get it. And I was, it, it, made me feel, it made me feel weird growing up. And then I saw how this all works. So if I could spread this message, yes, get your kids a bunch of stuff that, from Santa. Just make sure it's stuff that's accessible to basically everybody. Because mm -hmm. we, we've lost the values of, of the toys. And I have a lot of toys from when I was little. And I remember a lot of these toys and everything's so tech, technologically inclined and everything's so expensive. And this creates a disbalance. Because some kids are going to grow up with the ambition that they want, that they want the more expensive stuff. And they're going to lose focus on their potential. Just because when they were kids, they were lacking of getting that. And yeah. this is all, and this is all from the, from Santa point of view. So we could, we could create, I, I, like I told my wife, when I have kids, I'm going to, 
I'm going to show them, you know, the value of stuff, what they could get from Santa, all this stuff. I have my nephews and we have our nephews and cousins that we send gifts to back in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And they, even though they're not expensive gifts, they're just a bunch of gifts because it's so accessible, getting so many good things over here at a low price. They still come from us. It's not from Santa. Why? Because some of these gifts, even if they're a dollar gift, they don't have them over there. Yeah. So it's just, no, no, that's just from auntie and uncle. That's, that's how it is. And we don't, we don't corrupt the kids from, from, a, from a young age. And that's, that's, just, that's just my point of view. A lot of people are going to say like, well, I teach my kid, whatever. You raise your kids however you want to raise them. But that's just good advice because it's not, you're not damaging your kid, but you're probably creating a negative impression in somebody else's. Right. And it's just, it's a season to spread love. It's, it's been commercialized so, so, so opposite of what it stands for. But, I mean, we sh- we're still in time. There's a Christmas every year, and every year we can make a bigger impact. So, That's true. I know that, um, again, I'm going back to Oprah because God knows why. <laughs> I'm thinking about it all the time now. <laughs> um, one of the episodes she had on was a, da- uh, a mom whose dad had um, I can't remember either they were divorced or they passed away or the dad passed away. I can't remember. But anyway, one of the comments was that no child grows up thinking, I wish dad had given me more stuff. You know, they said, they, they think, I wish dad spent more time with me. And that's the biggest gift you can give your kids, time. Because they're not going to be around as long as, as long as you think they're going to be around. Or or as long as you want them to be around. Your kids are going to grow up. They're going to have families of their own. They're going to have children of their own. Um, so I think the best gift that you can do for children is give them the gift of you. You know, spend time with them. Experience life with them. Um, give them experiences that they can cherish and and find joy in. And if if that's paying it forward with your child having them, you know, volunteer or help someone else, that's something they'll remember for years to come. They'll, they'll forget about, you know, that latest toy that was on the Toys R Us catalog or whatever. They'll forget about, you know, that new bike. Well, maybe not the new bike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, the latest toy. That's what, that's what I'm trying to go at. So you can cut that part out. i'll see maybe maybe it'll stick (laughs) one thing you just said right there in a very very important part of my life when i was growing up i was always told to do some chores i was showed how to do so many stuff and i thought my mom and my stepdad just wanted to you know me to be their personal slave (laughs) partly (laughs) but as soon as i moved out of my house that I had to do grocery shopping the first, cause the first time they, when I moved to the States, they dropped me off an inflatable mattress, a 13 inch TV and a kitchen full of stuff. First month's rent, light and everything. Bye. I was like, wow, this is, this is harsh. Yeah. But the next day, once they weren't, my mom didn't cook and it was me on my own. I could feed myself and it wasn't junk food. Mm-hmm. Once stuff started breaking around, instead of waiting for maintenance, I could fix them. Once I had my first, second, you know, car, things happened to them. 
I could fix it. Yeah. And now that I'm, I've been married for a year, we have our house. I know how to mow the lawn. I know how to use the weed whackers for the corner. I know <laughs> how to use the, I know what the edger's for. Yeah. I know how to hit 80% of the times a nail with a hammer. Uh, my thumb usually tries to get that other 20%. <laughs> but, but, I, but I do it. I mean, I don't have holes in my walls because I missed. Yeah. And this is something that, that my stepdad did for me. And I always thought he was just making me work. And sometimes when I'm in a jam, I call him. Yeah. And he'll direct me. Like if he's, he's seeing what I'm doing and I get it done. And it's the same thing with my grandma. When she calls me for a technical stuff or tech, tech techie stuff, like I'll guide her just like my stepdad did on how to fix that. And she'll do it quick. The same yeah. thing with my mom. And when I started cooking on my own, like bigger things like Thanksgiving dinner, I would call my grandma yeah, and she would tell me how to do it. And then after that, I took over and I have my own, my own style of cooking. And I shared that with a lot of people to the point where the past, not last year, but the two years before that, I had to make two turkeys each Thanksgiving because even the, the, the elder ladies that are the ones that have to cook the turkey because of their, their season and their, their flavor, they made me. Yeah, bake the turkey, <laughs> the turkeys two two years in a row, and that's something that he did for me, and that's something that when I have kids, I'll I'll do for them. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a chain reaction, and as it's just the right values for for your kids, because whatever the things I was taught, I've been able to help others with that, and I just that that's just all coming to me. Like I said, we might be here three hours, and we're always going to have something, but just it's an idea to get people any positive thing you do will continue rolling over and over and over doing good for, yes. for other people. Yeah. And for, and forget the, the cultural norms of, you know, boys can't do this or girls can't do this. Like you're going to have, if you're constantly cooking food for your teenager, your, your son, who's always at home, if you're constantly making him dinner and doing his laundry and, you know, making his bed, what's he going to do when he grows up? He's not going to know how to feed himself. He's not going to know how to, you know, do laundry. It's something simple as cleaning your clothes. He's not going to know how to do. <laughs> there was funny because um, uh, a British chef, um, can't remember his name. Anyway, he was, he did that series of food cafeterias in the United States. He went to different schools and rated the food. And he basically said, this is the first generation in the history of humankind that won't learn how to cook from the previous generation, which is scary. You know, you have kids that don't know how to cook a turkey. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's daunting. It's a big bird, but you know, even the simple stuff, they don't know how to make mac and cheese. They don't know how to like make mashed potatoes. They don't know where your food comes from. But again, we could rant for hours or I could rant for hours about that. <laughs> but like I, like I said before, doing these simple things, teaching your kids to learn how to do these small things so they can help someone else when they get older. Mm -hmm. They can be independent people. They can be people that can contribute to the community and to someone else's life. Anyway, off my soapbox. 
that's 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 a deal with my wife and me over here. She loves doing the dishes, and people say like that's like women do the dishes, women in the kitchen. But over here, I I cook. She cooks great. Yeah. But she loves my cooking, and I'm proud that I was obligated, I guess, as a kid to learn how to cook. <laughs> but now I see the big the bigger picture. It wasn't obligated. It was just it was a lesson, and. When she came from work today for lunch, I had done all the dishes. And she's like, I like doing the dishes. I'm like, I know, but I did them. You know, it's, it's not a job of, it's not a gender job. It's, no. it, it's the bigger picture. I mean, your kids are going to go to college. They're going to be in a dorm, probably sharing, um, they're sharing the space with some other kids. There's probably t- a group of 10 friends. And there might be just that one kid that knows how to cook. And he's probably going to be their slave and change his major to something that has to do with cooking since he's going to spend all, you know, six to eight years in college <laughs> cooking for others. Not but, just ramen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I had to do the ramen and stuff because <laughs> when I was making bad decisions and spending money on DVDs. Oh yeah. We all did it. We all then did. I, I was like, Ooh, broke, but you know what? My ramen had Sazon Goya uh, <laughs> and Sofrito and a bunch of stuff just to give it a different tasting, you know? My yeah. thirty-five cents went along. Ramen went along, <laughs> went a long way because at least I got that from my mom. And we still have our private soup recipes yeah. or family, I guess, shared that we do a heck of a soup. But just with those, you know, when I buy the large pack, they come out like ten cents a big pack that feeds four people. Yeah, and we do such a remix on that thing. It's just, and I learned that from my mom after I was older. Not that I recommend this, but they said that if you only ate ramen for a year. Like had it like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you'd only spend about two hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> wow, your health probably would be terrible because you're so high in sodium. But whatever, <laughs> you <laughs> can afford stupid. all the medical bills and the money you saved. <laughs> no, I mean I, I love ramen and the the remixes. There's places that they sell them so expensive. Oh yeah, there's restaurants that are all just these different concoctions of ramen noodles and different flavors and stuff. And yes, you know what? This is another point of view for a pay it forward. A box of ramen, like a huge box of ramen, that's probably like four or five dollars. Yeah. And I could like I'm I wouldn't give something away that I won't eat. Like if I eat it, I could give it away. There's even if you eat it and I don't, I'm not gonna give it away because I don't know how that's gonna turn out. I can I can't tell you or give you any little secrets on how to make that. But ramen, yes, like ramen, you know, it's not that it's healthy. But it will go a long way. One little packet feeds four. Yeah. Plus whatever else you could give over there. See, it's you could like I said, it's not monetary, but if this is in this case, if it's monetary, for five bucks, you could get so much. And the, the, and it goes for days. Yeah. And trust me, I know because I did <laughs> <laughs> I did the rice and rice and veg with the fried eggs. So that was it. <laughs> I did the little Vienna sausages uh with the ramen cups. Yeah. And then I chopped them down to little circles with uh, ramen pot packs because the cups came with all the veggies and stuff. But, you know, if I wanted a bigger portion because I had to work overnight. But, yes, all these, all these little things could go such a long way. And as I'm talking, I still feel – I still get the, the flashbacks. I'm like, oh, my God, I was a slave. No, man, I'm so lucky and I'm so blessed that I, I was taught these things because I've helped so many – so many people and along the way even after being adult when because i i was that teenager that knew it all mm-hmm. then i was that young adult that knew it all and and then some and i still don't know anything to be honest i just realized <laughs> that 
I don't know anything. And if you're open to learning, if you're open to changes, that's a good pay it forward because stubbornness, it's, it's, it's like a big stop. But if you're willing to redesign yourself, reroute yourself, replan yourself, that, that goes, that goes, that goes a long way. If you don't think that you should give something to somebody else just because you work and they haven't, don't even try to put yourself in their shoes because it's going to be a long time while you realize that. But if you have the means, just do it. Most of the people that I know, we sometimes we have food left over in the fridge because we cook more than we had and we had to throw it away. That, that breaks my heart. Like that breaks my heart. And you should see me like when I, I'm going to buy some lunch for my wife and then I'm like, wait, no. And I start pulling out like a bowl from here, a bowl from there. I start smelling it or whatever. Just in case I take it out on the, on the flat top mm-hmm. and I, like, I do a stir fry or whatever. I mix it up. I change the flavor or whatever. And there I go because I don't like throwing away food just because it hurts my, it, it hurts my heart just knowing <laughs> that there's people out there that they can't, that they can't, you know, they can't have a meal that day. Yeah. And, and just when I'm going, going to do grocery shopping, I mean, the best thing is going to like the big wholesalers and buy a bunch of stuff. No, because a lot of that stuff is going to go bad just because I bought it at a, at a cheaper price. If I know I'm not going to use all that, well, you could buy it, just keep half for yourself and donate the other half. Yeah. You could do that, but I don't like buying it anymore and just having food go to waste. Yeah. It's not cheaper if you're throwing half of it away. Exactly. I mean, I had some Doritos that expired in August, not like about a week ago. <laughs> I mean, that's what the, the date said. It said Best Buy, but you know what? They were still good. There's, yeah, they'll last to the next apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's all the actions we, all the actions we could take, all the action, all, like the attitude that we decide to have in that moment. And it's just, just, it, it's spontaneous. I mean, like I said, I'm, we're giving you ideas, we're sharing stories and stuff like that. But it's whatever comes from within because you're not, you're probably never going to be faced with any other situations that we've been faced. So you're going to be like waiting, you know, just to take the action we took based on whatever story we shared. But no, you just have to have, I know the heart is just an organ that pumps blood, but you just have to have an open heart. You know, you have to have an open mindset. Yeah. And find what gives you joy. I mean, if you like cooking, then you can teach someone how to cook. If you like gardening, teach someone how to plant a garden, how to grow their own vegetables. How to, you know, if you like crafts, teach someone how to make, you know, whatever you like to make. Make a, make a little craft for their room or, or donate some crafts to a senior's home. If you like doing puzzles or crosswords, seniors love to do puzzles because it it's like three or four hours of their day to put this puzzle together. So there's always something that if, you, if it brings you joy, it's going to bring someone else joy. It's as, it's as simple as that. I mean, what we could like, we could go here for hours and hours and hours, but now it's, now it's your turn. Now the ball's in your court and we're just starting the Christmas season now. I mean, for us, it's all year long. And I'm so thankful that I met this huge group of Christmas obsessed people. Cause I, now I feel normal. <laughs> And all of us, we're from different countries, from different cities, with different traditions, different, everything's different, different backgrounds. And we could all get together and, you know, share, there's, it doesn't matter what podcast you choose, you're always going to get a feel, you're always going to learn something, you're always going to get something from it. So hopefully 
from this this short segment, right? This is gonna be a short segment. <laughs> you could get something and and just just pay it forward. I agree. <laughs> All right, and before we go, Glenn, where could we find you on social media? Um, well, I have my website, seasonseatingspodcast.com. I'm on Facebook. If you search Seasons Eatings Podcast, on Instagram with Seasons Eatings Pod, and with Twitter at Seasons Eat Pod. Should I ask what your podcast is about? <laughs> my podcast is about the history and origins of your favorite Christmas foods. Oh, I got to be on your podcast soon because I, <laughs> <laughs> I know I want to talk to you about all the Spanish traditions. I mean, flan. I love flan. Oh, oh my sugar <laughs> just dropped. <laughs> so there's lots of great Spanish cookies. Um, Was it the Mexican wedding cookies? I don't know if you have those in Puerto Rico, but, but uh, yeah, there's so much food we could talk about. <laughs> so here's, here's an advice for Glenn's <laughs> podcast. Do not listen to that before lunch or while you're driving in your hungry. <laughs> just, just don't. You know, if you're, re if you're ready to cook, if you're ready to, to research anything that he says, just, you know, make sure you're not hungry because it's, it's, it's tempting. And I can't <laughs> wait till I'm on there. But hopefully after Thanksgiving, because this is when I'm getting my groove. This yeah. You know, I'm, I already have my turkey about to, you know, to set. And it's... It's going to be a private Thanksgiving, just all three of us, my wife, the turkey, and I. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a small group for me, too. Yeah, and I, I prefer that. We had people, people coming, but then everything starts getting weird. I don't know what's going on, like I always say, but just in case. Yeah. And where could they find your podcast? Uh, anywhere you download your favorite podcasts. Uh, I'm available on Google, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, Deezer. Um, God, I, anywhere else. <laughs> I think so. So I, I started this podcast a few months ago. And I remember I could only say three platforms. But now I could actually say wherever you find your podcast. Yeah. Because there's a list of distributions. I'm like, okay, so I'm all over here. But then I clicked the link. I don't know where it was. And I was in so many platforms. Mm -hmm. It's not even funny. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden my numbers start spiking. So yeah. So this is going to be it for our segment of Pay It Forward. I want to thank Glenn for hopping in with me today for this special segment. This is my favorite segment out of everything. And just like he says, like he told me, I mean, you could pay it forward all year long because that's as human beings that we're living, breathing creatures, we could do it. But in Christmas, it's, it gets harder for a lot of people, especially this year is going to be really hard for a lot of people that did not foresee this last Christmas. They weren't ready for the things that are happening to them. And if you know somebody that you could change at least one day out of this horrible year for the positive, for the better, just go ahead and pay it forward. Yes, definitely do that. Um, there's one little thing that one could do. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It could be like called jingled or jangled. No, not the movie. Uh, <laughs> um, if you want, bake some cookies and leave them on a neighbor's doorstep. Just saying, thinking of you this Christmas, it's a small gesture, but it could mean the world to somebody. And if you're my neighbor, after Thursday, you could stop by and I'm going to have some coquito. 
We're gonna nice. go. Ma- we're gonna go into mass production <laughs> tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday throughout the day. And I didn't. I didn't know how the reception was gonna be over here in the area where we live. But my wife gave away two bottles just so they could try it out, and such great feedback from them. And I thought it didn't taste that good, but I'm very picky when it comes to food. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean that, and that changed that ch- people that probably never heard of Puerto Rico or Coquita because they have their eggnog over here. Yeah, they're going crazy about the drink that we share with them. Hey, that's that's a positive. Right. I mean, I didn't think I could change the world with Coquita, but you know what? I think I could change the world hey, with Coquita. <laughs> <laughs> Food. Food's going to make people happy. It doesn't matter. You know, just like I, my, my point of view, if you like it and you think it's good for you, share it with the world. doesn't hurt. Yeah. All right, Glenn, thank you so much Please. for being on Feliz Christmas. Merry Navidad. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, don't forget to check out Seasons Eatings podcast with Glenn.